Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Friday, January 19th, 2024. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, pre-orders for the Vision Pro begin, but huge new questions about partner support have arisen. Zuckerberg says he wants to open-source AGI. You're going to have to pay for those Galaxy AI features. Perplexity will power the Rabbit R1. And, of course, the weekend long-read suggestions. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. The Vision Pro went on sale for pre-order today. We learned now that there are 256 gigabyte, 512 gigabyte, and 1 terabyte options, and 16 gigabytes of unified memory. But I have to say, the hmms keep on coming for this Vision Pro launch. Remember, I was asking, how come Apple couldn't get some developer to gin up something new, some new whiz-bang app that wasn't possible before to give you a sort of, this is what you can do that you couldn't do before to launch with? Fine, that didn't happen. Why didn't they get one of their partners like Disney to do something special, some new show or movie? Fine, that didn't happen. And now it's turning out that they couldn't even cajole any of the usual suspects into creating native apps for this thing. Mark Gurman and Ashley Carmen are reporting that YouTube and Spotify are not planning to launch a native Apple Vision Pro app or even allow their iPad apps to run on the platform. Remember, all you have to do is tweak your existing iPad app, and it will work in Vision OS. If you don't even do that, then all you're left with is people browsing to your service on a website. Quoting Bloomberg, YouTube, like Netflix, is recommending that customers use a web browser if they want to see its content. Quote, YouTube users will be able to use YouTube in Safari on the Vision Pro at launch. Spotify also isn't currently planning a new app for Vision OS, the Vision Pro's operating system, and doesn't expect to enable its iPad app to run on the device when it launches either, according to a person familiar with the matter. But the music service will still likely work from a web browser. The Vision Pro will include access to Apple's apps for music and podcasts, which compete with Spotify's offerings, but getting snubbed by Netflix, Spotify, and YouTube means that the most popular streaming apps won't be available when the headset launches on February 2nd. Apple has largely marketed the device as a platform for video games and other entertainment, end quote. Yeah, that's sort of my point. If you have an iPad app in the App Store right now, it will appear in the Vision Pro Store automatically. You don't have to lift a finger. You have to go to the trouble to opt out in order to not appear. So it's interesting that all those companies are opting out. Something something YouTube being on the first iPhone was key to showing people what mobile computing could do. And Netflix is a company who literally built itself by making sure they were available on every possible device in the world. When they want to be there, and if Apple is selling this device, at least at first, as a new way to immerse yourself in visual content, shouldn't they have moved heaven and earth to get Netflix to be there? Over at Mac Stories, John Voorhees used App Store API endpoints to see what apps will have Vision Pro support at launch. And while Amazon Prime Video is there, Peacock, Disney+, Telegram, Reddit, Discord, and the NBA, Temu, Uber Eats are all there, none of them have native apps. That means all those apps elected just to have their iPad apps show up. Those that did not, and again, this means they proactively declined to participate, include YouTube and Spotify, as mentioned, but also Instagram, Facebook, The New York Times, NFL, Amazon for Shopping, and Google's productivity stuff, like Gmail. So you cannot natively check your Gmail on the Vision Pro at launch. Unless I'm misunderstanding, you'll have to log in via the Safari web browser. On John's list there, there's not a single major partner that, at least at the time of this recording, has agreed to make a native app for the Vision Pro. Not a one. 
What does this say either about everybody's expectations for this launch or maybe the current state of their relationship with Apple? Caveat being, anyone could flip a switch and move from compatibility mode to native app at any time. Apple has tried to make that easy. You'd expect Disney to do that with Disney Plus at least soon, right? Seriously asking what's going on here. Yes, yes, they still swear they're serious about the metaverse, but Meta also wants you to know they're just as serious about AI. Mark Zuckerberg says Meta wants to build and open source artificial general intelligence. Meta will own more than 340,000 H100 GPUs by the end of 2024. So he wants you to know Meta believes it can outrun OpenAI to AGI. We've come to this view that in order to build the products that we want to build, we need to build for general intelligence, Zuckerberg told Alex Heath in an exclusive interview. I think that's important to convey because a lot of the best researchers want to work on the more ambitious problems, end quote. Now quoting Alex Heath. Here, Zuckerberg is saying the quiet part out loud. The battle for AI talent has never been more fierce, with every company in the space vying for an extremely small pool of researchers and engineers. Those with the needed expertise can command eye-popping compensation packages to the tune of over $1 million a year. CEOs like Zuckerberg are routinely pulled in to try to win over a key recruit or keep a researcher from defecting to a competitor. Meta is training Llama 3 now, and it will have code-generating capabilities, Zuckerberg says. Like Google's new Gemini model, another focus is on more advanced reasoning and planning abilities. Llama 2 wasn't an industry-leading model, but it was the best open-source model, Zuckerberg says. With Llama 3 and beyond, our ambition is to build things that are at the state-of-the-art and eventually the leading models in the industry. Without naming names, he contrasts Meta's approach to that of OpenAI's, which began with the intention of open-sourcing its models, but has become increasingly less transparent. There were all these companies that used to be open, used to publish all their work, and used to talk about how they were going to open-source all their work. I think you see the dynamic of people just realizing, hey, this is going to be a really valuable thing, let's not share it, end quote. While Sam Altman and others espouse the safety benefits of a more closed approach to AI development, Zuckerberg sees a shrewd business play. Meanwhile, the models that have been deployed so far have yet to cause catastrophic damage, he argues. The biggest companies that started off with the biggest leads are also, in a lot of cases, the ones calling the most for saying you need to put in place all these guardrails on how everyone else builds AI, he tells me. I'm sure some of them are legitimately concerned about safety, but it's a hell of a thing how much it lines up with the strategy, end quote. There's another wrinkle. If AGI is ever achieved at Meta, the call to open source it or not is ultimately Zuckerberg's. And he's not ready to commit either way. Quote, for as long as it makes sense and is the safe and responsible thing to do, then I think we will generally want to lean towards open source, he says. Obviously, you don't want to be locked into doing something because you said you would, end quote. Sources are telling the journal that the European Union's competition watchdog intends to block Amazon's $1.7 billion bid to purchase iRobot. iRobot stock dropped around 40% after hours on this news, quoting the journal. Competition officials from the European Commission, the bloc's executive body, met Thursday with representatives from Amazon to discuss the deal. One of those people said Amazon was told during the meeting that the deal was likely to be rejected, the person said. Amazon declined to comment. The plan to reject the deal would still need formal approval from the Commission's 27 top political leaders before a final decision can be issued. Historically, that process is unlikely to overrule a recommendation from the bloc's competition commissioner, Margaret Vestager. 
The Commission has a February 14th deadline for its final decision. The European Commission formally raised concerns about the deal in November, saying it could restrict competition in the market for robot vacuum cleaners. Amazon might have the ability and incentive to foreclose iRobot's rivals by preventing them from selling their products on the company's marketplace or by limiting their access, the Commission said. Amazon missed a deadline last week for submitting so-called remedies or commitments to the Commission to try to address the competition watchdog's concerns. The deal was cleared by UK competition regulators in June. The U.S. Federal Trade Commission has been investigating the acquisition according to some of the people, end quote. Hair thinning is not inevitable. Take control of your hair's future before it's too late with Nutrafol's clinically tested hair growth supplement for men. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement brand, with over one million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements are physician-formulated using 100% drug-free ingredients. Their patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sex life. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplements. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code RIDEHOME. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men and enter promo code ride home that's neutrafol.com slash men promo code ride home we're being sponsored today by a company on a product that longtime listeners know i have used for years and cannot literally cannot live or at least work without it one password one password combines industry-leading security with award-winning design to bring private secure and user-friendly password management to everyone Companies lose hours every day just from employees forgetting and resetting passwords. A single data breach costs millions of dollars. 1Password secures every sign-in to save you time and money, any device, any time. 1Password lets you securely switch between iPhone, Android, Mac, and PC with convenient features like autofill for quick sign-ins. All you have to remember is the one strong account password that protects everything else. Your logins, your credit cards, secure notes, or the office Wi-Fi password. 1Password generates as many strong, unique passwords as you you need and securely stores them in an encrypted vault that only you have access to. I started using 1Password, what, a decade ago? Join me and over 100,000 businesses on board the 1Password bandwagon, because right now, my listeners get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom slash ride. That's two free weeks at the number one, the word password, all one word, dot com slash ride, onepasswordcom slash ride. Heads up, those of you who watch the Galaxy S24 event with me and are thinking of ordering one for all of the Galaxy AI goodness they showed off, because apparently in the footnotes of the Galaxy S24, S24 Plus, and S24 Ultra online listings, Samsung says that Galaxy AI features will be free only until the end of 2025, which raises the question of what does not free mean exactly? Quoting 9to5Google, There's no word on how much these features might cost or if all features would require a subscription. 
Notably, most of Samsung's AI suite runs through the cloud. The translation features and some others work fully on device, but some of the more impressive demos like generative edit and transcription run through the cloud off of Google's Gemini models. This detail leaked prior to Samsung's announcement, and in a poll we ran, over 70% of 9to5 Google readers said they'd never pay extra for AI features on their phone. Samsung's lack of clarity around this, however, feels reminiscent of a service that Google said would be paid as well, but still operates for free. When Google launched the Nest Hub second-generation sleep-sensing feature, it said that it would require a subscription at a later date, but years later, no such subscription exists." End quote. If you ordered a Rabbit R1, that AI hardware device from CES, I do have answers for you. The Rabbit R1 will use Perplexity AI's models under the hood. We're thrilled to announce our partnership with Rabbit. Perplexity's official account tweeted, Together we are introducing real-time, precise answers to Rabbit R1, seamlessly powered by our cutting-edge PPLX online LLM API, free from any knowledge cutoffs. Plus, for the first 100,000 Rabbit R1 purchases, we're including a free year of Perplexity Pro." End quote. Rabbit, of course, already sold out 50,000 devices and pre-orders, and yesterday it opened pre-orders for the next production batch of another 50,000 units. Rabbit said that if you live in the EU or UK, you will receive your Rabbit by the end of July if you order from this latest batch. Quoting TechCrunch on Perplexity, Perplexity uses a mix of its own AI model as well as third-party models, Google's Gemini, Mistress 7B, Anthropic's Claude 2.1, and OpenAI's GPT-4 to get accurate information from the web. The tool has a chatbot interface on the web and mobile apps to let users ask questions in natural language. While Perplexity's solution is different than traditional search engines, it competes with Google's Bard and Microsoft's Copilot along with U.com in the Gen AI search space. Earlier this month, Perplexity AI raised $73.6 million in investment at a $520 million valuation, led by IVP with additional investments from NEA, Databricks Ventures, NVIDIA, former Twitter VP Elad Gill, Shopify CEO Toby Lutke, ex-GitHub CEO Nat Friedman, Vercel founder Guillermo Rauch, and Jeff Bezos. Time for the Weekend Long Read Suggestions. Time to start seriously worrying about Twitch, I guess. They laid off fully 35% of staff this month, you might recall, and there's been ongoing turmoil with creators and with the community itself. Then there were the stories about how live streaming is so expensive that even being under the Amazon and AWS umbrella, Twitch can't make it pay. Could Twitch fumble the lead in live streaming? Fast Company takes a look at how Twitch lost its way. Quote, in trying to figure out where things went wrong, I spoke to Twitch employees, past and present, to find out. They painted a picture of a company that has never quite understood what its users wanted, caught in a constant cycle of trying to break into the mainstream, failing, and circling back to a core gamer demographic. A company that fumbled its biggest opportunities, alienated its top creators, and allowed itself to be outpaced by its competitors. It was exactly what the world needed during COVID lockdowns, but as that unique period of time passed, so did the demand for it, a longtime employee says. There's a possibility this month's layoffs could help ease the platform's freefall, but there's a long road through the wilderness ahead, even for a company that essentially invented the entire industry it's now fighting to survive in. Twitch declined to comment on the record, end quote. And then from Vox. Astronomers using the new James Webb Space Telescope have found something unusual at the edge of the universe, and thus, at the beginning of time. There are galaxies out there that shouldn't be there. This could upend science's entire model of cosmology. Quoting from Vox. 
Not long after the James Webb Space Telescope came online in 2022, astronomers' jaws hit the floor. I remember thinking, this just can't be right, says Mike Boylan Colchin, a University of Texas Austin astronomer. The observations he's referring to would, to you and me, seem like little smudgy red blobs among a field of other smudges and blobs, but in his eyes, they represented a potential challenge to the story scientists have painstakingly constructed about the formative years of our universe. That is, sometime after the Big Bang around 12-plus billion years ago, when the universe went from a dark, diffuse place full of gas to a light-filled universe populated by stars and galaxies. This is the era that laid the foundation for everything to come, including our solar system and you and me. Scientists had some theories about what happened during this crucial period, but the new telescope put them to the test by observing regions of space humans have never seen before. And if the observations were correct, Boylan Colchin thought, quote, everything we know about cosmology is wrong at some level. Cosmology is the study of how our universe evolved from the earliest times onward, so the potential to be wrong about it, quote, was pretty unpalatable, he says. Boylan Colchin was agog, but not alone in his thoughts. I cannot even get across how mind-boggling the past year has been of looking at JWST data, says Caitlin Casey, also an astronomer at UT Austin. We have been seeing all sorts of wild, wild things in the early universe. I've talked to several astronomers about these findings, and not all agree that they will lead to a wholesale rewriting of the history of time, at least not until more observations are made and more follow-up work is done, but most agreed there's something big to be learned here, and it is at these moments in science when observations don't match predictions that are the exciting ones. They often pave the way for fundamental new insights, and the more unexplainable, the more exciting they are." End quote. No weekend bonus episodes for you this weekend, but as I've been saying, we've got some big interviews coming down the pike, and they'll start coming next weekend. Talk to you on Monday.